Hello and welcome to episode number 468 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell. With me today is Amanda, and we are going to talk about all of our favorite romance-filled video games. We're going to talk about Stardew Valley, Dragon's Ages, Witcher 3. We're going to talk about our favorite characters, our favorite options, our favorite pairings. And we're going to chortle about a TikTok that we saw as well. And that'll be linked in the show notes if you need to find it, which you should, because it's pretty funny. We had the best time. And I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. A special hello and thank you to our Patreon community. If you have supported the show, you're making sure every episode is transcribed and you keep the show going each week. Thank you for being part of the Patreon community. If you'd like to join, have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. This podcast is brought to you in part by Outrageous by Minerva Spencer, which is book two in the Rebels of the Ton series. If you love romances that take expected tropes and turn them upside down, this book is perfect for you. In this story, the heroine kidnaps the hero and threatens to have her way with him as they race to the Scottish border. When Eva de Courtney kidnaps Godric Fleming, her only plan is to stop him from persecuting her beloved brother. But once she has the intriguing Earl in the confines of her carriage, she is terribly tempted by pretty much everything about him. Her forbidden plan is foiled when Godric turns the tables, taking her hostage instead and demanding that they marry at once. So we have a road trip forced proximity, and a hero trying to be honorable with a heroine who is definitely not trying to obey the rules. This series features heroines who are determined to carve out agency for themselves. So if that is your thing, get your copy of Outrages by Minerva Spencer wherever books are sold and find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Ritual, a vegan-friendly multivitamin delivered to your door that's formulated with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. I like knowing what's in my vitamins, and I like knowing what is not in my vitamins. Ritual does not contain sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants. I also like knowing the supply chain of each ingredient, which is not something I've thought much about. And the supply chain is printed on the packaging. There's also information about how some ingredients were developed to be vegan friendly. I like that it doesn't make me nauseated. And as soon as I finish a bottle, hello, a new one has arrived on the porch. I can start, snooze, or cancel my subscription at any time. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual Multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com Sarah to start your ritual today. This episode is brought to you in part by Gainful. There is nothing more personal than your health. So when it comes to finding the right nutrition supplements to meet your fitness goals, you need a personalized approach. Thankfully, now there's Gainful, a personalized nutrition system that's formulated for your body and your goals. Gainful gives you peace of mind that your protein, hydration, and pre-workout supplements contain the finest ingredients specifically for you. I love when there's a quiz. And this quiz is wonderful. I started by taking the five-minute gainful quiz, which considers my dietary needs, my fitness and health goals, and my unique physiology to personalize my formula. Then I received a follow-up email from a registered dietitian who is checking in that what I had received was working for me. Gainful delivers my supplements with no shipping charge every month. I can cancel anytime or adapt my plan as needed. But this is my favorite part. The supplement is flavorless and I receive different flavor boosts so I can customize how I want my supplement to taste. Chocolate and peanut butter, matcha green tea. It's up to me. I have options and I'm not stuck with a giant tub of one flavor that I'm going to get tired of. It's a total win. Start your personalized fitness journey today with Gainful. Get $20 off your personalized supplements by going to Gainful.com slash Sarah. That's Gainful.com slash Sarah for $20 off. Gainful, personalized nutrition made for your tastes. Since you're listening to this show, I think it's safe to say you love listening to podcasts, right? Well, you will find a ton of binge-worthy podcasts, including this one on Amazon Music. Amazon Music has more than 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to. But Amazon Music isn't just for listening to podcasts. They have thousands of music stations and top playlists to stream for free. And no matter what you're listening to, you can go hands-free with Alexa. 
If you're like me and want your music on demand and ad-free, try Amazon Music Unlimited. That gives you unlimited access to over 75 million songs as well as podcasts, music videos, and more. With Amazon Music Unlimited, you can listen to any song anywhere offline with unlimited skips. I love turning on some of their stations and collections when I'm working or cooking. My favorite this week is Breezy Summer Classics. It has Beach Boys, Otis Redding, Bill Withers, Katrina and the Waves, and the Drifters. I love the Drifters. It's one of my favorite summer sounds. If you've never tried Amazon Music Unlimited, now is a great time. For a limited time, new customers can try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days, no credit card required. Just go to amazon.com slash trashy books. That's amazon.com slash trashy books to try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days. Amazon.com slash trashy books. Renews automatically. Cancel anytime. Terms apply. We had a ridiculously good time having this conversation and I am so excited to share it with you. So let's do this thing on with the podcast with me and Amanda and talking about romance in video games. play video games yes. and often there's a romance element to the video games where there are a variety of characters that you can choose to smooch yes. and I thought it would be interesting to discuss why we choose to smooch the characters we smooch in these video games Yes, because we have very different tastes oh. when it comes to romanceable characters oh yes you know what and my I biggest it, problem is? I think is? it reflects on our reading taste, oh, too. Oh, it absolutely does. Although there is <laughs> one area in which I am completely incongruous to my normal self. Mm-hmm. In 99% of things, I am very decisive. I like making decisions. I don't like yeah. being indecisive. I find being unable to make a decision extremely stressful and anxiety-provoking. Unless Sarah plays Stardew Valley and she literally gives everybody gifts because she can't decide. Exactly. I cannot pick a single romance in any game I play unless I know in like, for example, okay, in Witcher 3, which I love, you wander around and you kill bandits and you loot Mm -hmm. their pants for chicken sandwiches because somehow Mm -hmm. some guy wearing a helmet and a pair of medieval drawers is got a whole roast chicken in his pants. There maybe there's a secret pocket we don't know about. Uh, Tara and I have decided that what is actually happening is that his butt is a panini press because sometimes you get a grilled chicken sandwich. So he's just, just between the cheeks. Betwixt, just... There's a whole chicken betwixt the cheeks here. <laughs> just just hanging out, waiting for you to come across him in the bush, kill him, and then take his chicken out of his pants. Yeah. But with Witcher 3, there are characters that you can have sex with that aren't part of the main storyline, but the yes. main storyline is essentially Geralt choosing between two different characters, both of whom have appeared, I believe, in prior games. And you can't romance them both. This is a bit of a spoiler. If you try to romance them both and you sleep with them both, they will trick him in the end of the game into having a threesome. They'll tie him up and they'll leave him there. And he gets nobody. He, he's alone. And I can understand having a hard time, right? Yeah. Some Sometimes games write really good characters. And you're like, wow, yeah. I would love to smooch both of these. And I think we're seeing more games that allow for like yes. poly or like multiple You're stuff not there. punished. Yeah, <laughs> you're not punished. A bed. <laughs> there are a few that I think are like that. Like Verdant Skies mm-hmm. is another yep. one where you can have... Uh, a relationship with multiple partners. Yes. Um, and a couple others that I can't remember, but. But I know with Witcher 3 who I want to romance. Although I did send you pictures of Triss Marigold and you were like, holy shit. Because <laughs> the, the costumes for the women in this game are. Yes. Ooh, I just want to, like, I have no interest in playing Witcher 3 because I usually prefer not to have a male main character. Right. And you um, can't play a Siri, the, the girl the character. Siri needs her own. Own game. Oh my gosh, it would be so good for Siri to have her own game. Also, fucking Zelda needs her own game. It's Damn called Legend right. of Zelda, and we like no offense to Link, but we get to follow Link around everywhere. I want Zelda to have her own goddamn game. Yes, I agree. And when you're playing Stardew, for example, there are some characters. First of all, you can play as you design the character. You could yeah. be. Unless you're me and you forget to change the gender and you think you're playing as a female and then you look and you're a male character and that's why the yeah. dialogue cho- choices are sometimes confusing. But you can marry characters 
there are several marriageable characters and you can choose whichever one you want. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't locked by like gender or anything. You can be whatever Mm -hmm. gender and marry whatever gender you want. And then there's characters in the background who have relationships, all of which are terrible. But like you said, despite being a decisive person, I cannot choose a character to smooch and romance in Stardew. I want to give everybody 10 hearts. I want everyone to have the, 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 the desire to marry me. And there's a point at the game where if you don't walk around with a rabbit's foot in your pocket for luck, you'll go into a specific location and all of the characters with whom you have 10 hearts and have flirted, they'll be pissed at you. And they'll be they're like, your hearts will drop because they're all mad at you for leading them on. So you have to like protect yourself with a little phallic foot in your But meanwhile, like, I don't make any friends in our Stardew Valley game. It's like, I'm just like, I'm going into the mines to kill things. I don't care about anything else. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm farming and smooching and she's killing things. And you in our playthrough, you platonically married the sewer demon. The sewer demon, who's my roommate, though, in my own playthrough... I romanced Sebastian, who's the emo motorcycle hacker kid, which is indicative of all of the other characters I've romanced in previous games, like in Mass Effect and like Dragon Age. I go for like the moody, uh, the moody, the moodiest character with the most baggage and trauma is the one I go for. Like in Dragon Age 2. There's, I think his name's Fenris. He is like an elf character who was kept as like a, like who was tortured with magic. And so he, like, if you play a magic user, it is very hard, nigh impossible to get him to romance you. Filled with trauma, a loner. Angsty. Angsty. In um, Inquisition, each time I go in thinking, I'm going to romance Iron Bull because he sounds like a good time. And each time I romance Curran without, <laughs> without fail. Angsty, sad, like, tortured, traumatized. He's got an addiction to what is it, Lyceum an, or whatever it is. Ily- like, lyrium. Lyrium. Yeah, lyri- oh my God. He's addicted I to that. I like, was waiting I, for you to bring up Inquisition. I like... I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do Iron Bull. And then I black out. And next thing I know, like I'm You're in bed with Curran and I'm his in bed big with furry Curran, shoulders, which is weird because Curran can't be a party member, too. He's like technically an NPC. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it is, but I always go for like the sad, tortured. <laughs> but what about Blackwall? He's sad and tortured and has terrible secrets. But, you know, he's very mopey. Yeah, he's too sad. He's like. I don't want them to be so sad that I pity them. So you like sad and tortured and curmudgeonly, not sad and tortured and mopey. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fine line there. So, and every time I'm like, it's going to be different. I'm going to romance so-and-so. Nope. Nope. And I just do the same thing over and over. Like, I think, what is it? Is it the second one with Anders? Fuck Anders. He is the worst (laughs) Jack and H (laughs) character. I will never romance Anders. And I wish I could kill him off. Like, I hate Anders. I bought Dragon Age Origins for on sale for like seven bucks. Mm-hmm. And after having played Inquisition for a, like a year and a half, two years, I was playing that game. and I'm still not done with it. I am the most pedantic video game player. Don't ever sit and watch me play a video game. It's like one of those. I just wander around. I pick all the flowers. I'm really not interested in killing things. It's like, oh, fuck, I got to kill a demon. That's how again? I feel about Skyrim is that like, like God damn it. Listen, I just want to explore. Can I not kill stuff? I want to go pick flowers. My horse is fine. My horse will kick bandits in the face if they get too close. Like, <laughs> we're good. Like, it's a guard horse. We're fine. <laughs> but I just love the, like, I don't know, like, in Mass Effect. So the, the first Mass Effect, we meet Garrus, who's like a space cat man with an eye patch. And we all know that I love an eye patch. <laughs> There's a mystery there with an eye patch. And people got so mad, myself included. That you could not romance Garrus in the first one. That I feel like Bioware was like, okay, fine, you horny weirdos. You can <laughs> romance Garrus in the next one. And we all rejoiced. The only reason I bought Dragon Age Origins was so that I could be a male character and romance the Swamp Witch. She is so ridiculously hot. The only 
time that I was curious about playing a male character was in Inquisition with the very, with the like sassy magic man with the finely tuned facial hair. What is his name? Oh, um. Who gets with Iron Bull if you don't romance him, which is wonderful. Oh, uh, Morgan. First of all, the character's name is Morgan. It had completely flown out of my brain. Witch, yeah. Swamp Witch Morgan. She's the one with the drapey, the drapey top. Uh, Dorian. Dorian. Yeah, Dorian. There's a wonderful montage of Dorian and Iron Bull's banter. Oh my God. In the game. This is why I did not romance Iron Bull because I wanted Iron Bull and Dorian to get together because I had read, oh, if you let them, if you do enough quests with them, it's they a- start flirting. Yeah. <gasps> yep, the yep, banter yep. is so good. Yep. They, they tease each other and... And it's just adorable. Yeah. When I played Dragon Age and I'm still on the first playthrough, I started a second playthrough, but I, I, this is so silly. I tend to wander around and level up so that I am overpowered whenever I meet it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't like the killing things. I'm like, I would just rather be 38 levels and hit you once One shot, and yeah. go back to playing pick flowers and bandit yeah. pants. So I started a new character with a new weapon. And I'm like, Oh, I'm only level two. This is annoying. I keep getting dead. I don't want to get dead. So I go back to the original game. So like my Stardew problem, I cannot decide who I want to romance. I am a dwarf, which limits your choices. Dragon Age Inquisition will limit your romantic choices based on the character type. Yes. But I, (laughs) I didn't want to romance Iron Bull because I wanted Iron Bull to get together with Dorian. I didn't want to romance Cullen. Um, and I, and I ended up with the tall blonde elf named Sarah. She so, is a handful in my opinion. She is a handful, but when you are a short dwarf and there are love scenes with you and a tall elf woman, it's amazing. There is one quest. This is a bit of a spoiler. There is one quest where I had to run around and survey all the characters and ask them how I should groom my pubic hair for Sarah. <laughs> it was incredible. So I ended up romancing the elf and now she's she's got such vulnerability and it shows up in the cutest ways that I'm afraid to break up with her. So um, I just stayed with her. Who is the very tall sorceress lady? Vivian. Vivian, that's God. Vivian. Yes. She's a tall drink of water. Oh, she is harsh. And I love it. I'd let I'd let her step on me, like hands down. <laughs> and also, there are relationships that happen between the the companion characters and the supporting characters in Dragon Age Inquisitions, where if you don't get involved with one of them, then they will hook up. And it's yeah. just I I don't like killing things. I want everyone to be happy, so I want everyone to get together with someone else. And so then I can't necessarily romance somebody because I'm more interested in seeing everyone else pair up than pairing myself up. One of I, I know think this I'm a is mainly reader. like bioware centric, but one of the biggest things that I hope will happen in the new Dragon Age game Whenever we should get it. Hey, they, take your time after I know cyberpunk. Been... Take your time. Take as much time as you need. I want the developers to have good sleeping habits and good work life balance. <laughs> please, please. I'm. This is a plea to Bioware. Please let us romance Varric. Come on, he's a oh. charming romance, oh. secret romance author. Oh, so sweet. Yes, such a. Such a great companion. Let us have Varric, please. I would love to romance him. He he would write such fun dialogue. You could be a character in a story. Yeah, like that's what I want. But then, of course, knowing me, I'm like, yeah, totally going to romance Varric. And then I get into the game like he's not sad enough for me. (laughs) Now, what about Skyrim? What are your romance options in Skyrim? Are there any? Uh, Not particularly like you can choose to like i don't know like have a flirtation but there's not like any sort of uh story to them right it's um, not like dragon age where if you romance this character this is what happens in the story yeah there's no like partying either like you don't get companions that you like go on adventures with it's pretty like solitary and also like i was super so i loved assassin Cre- assassin's creed odyssey um cassandra is beautiful you couldn't smooch the ones you wanted to smooch, right? So, like, in Odyssey, there are, 
I wouldn't even call them romances. They're just like little affairs or trysts you can have. And it's like nothing really like lasting in the storyline. And when Valhalla was coming out, they were like, oh, you know, we're going to have more like better like romance options that will affect the story and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, technically, there's only like three. Um, Oh, that's not enough. Two women and one man. But one of the women choices is a pretty big deal. And I don't. I'm not super comfortable doing that route. Uh, spoiler alert. Essentially, uh, you get with your adopted brother's wife. Um, oh. Because he's like away and you spend a lot of time with her and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I thought that was well. a little. Mm. But like there's one that like I really wished would have delved deeper. But a lot of the stuff is more surface things. And I based on what was it Ubisoft was saying. I expected more because they're like, this is a better romance system. And I'm like, yeah, but I just feel felt like the same. I also did not enjoy Valhalla as much as Odyssey, I, I will say. But I don't what know. What did you like better about Odyssey over Valhalla? Um, so in Valhalla, there's a lot of focus on like building your camp necessarily. Oh, so you have to like do you things and farm. <laughs> not even farming, but you have to like unlock certain buildings and stuff like that. And um, I wished I feel like Odyssey had a lot more exploration. The more open the world, the happier I am. Yeah. I just want to pick flowers and, and wander so around. So I feel like it was scaled back compared to Odyssey. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just would mm-hmm. like. I wish video game creators or developers would be like, just throw in some smooching. Like See, everybody- I don't need more ways to kill things. And I know that a lot of RPGs are, you know, let's kill the things. I actually like that part the least. Yeah. I mean, even in, even in Stardew, the thing that I will level up the last is, is combat. defense yeah. combat. Like I, I don't even like killing things that are trying to kill me. I just want to grow turnips and parsnips and, you know, give everybody presents. I don't mind the <laughs> combat at all, but like, I, I love what like Bioware has done in terms of like creating character focused stories and like yes. the ability to build relationships and friendships. Yes. I want more of that in games. And I feel like only a certain number of developers or like game companies do those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine co- the complexity of the code is significant because the, just, the like the conversation tree. trees, yeah. Right. The story tree and the conversation tree becomes very complex if you have multiple romances. Yeah. And one of the things I think is so interesting about Stardew is that when you get divorced, isn't there a spell where your where your spouse will forget that you were married and so they won't be there is a you? spell where you can turn your children into doves or something, yeah, right? That's super <laughs> creepy. That is not a thing I would be able to do. I want to ask you about the romances in Mass Effect. Yeah. It's been a Are while, th- but are they good? Did you, were there characters? We, how many characters are there? Because I know there's, that's one of those games where there, where okay, Shepard spo- has a bunch of choices. Spoiler alert for the first games, the first Dragon Age and the first Mass Effect are very similar where your choices are kind of limited to like a, f- a female supporting character and a male supporting character. Right. Right. Like Morrigan right. or Alistair or whatever. And at the end of Dragon Age one, spoiler alerts for people. There's this thing where like Morgan has this spell um, and you can shoot like there's like sex involved and someone may die or whatever. And that is very present in Mass Effect 1 where like depending on who you pick, it's possible the other one may die. If you don't like combat, I feel like Mass Effect is more of a has more combat yeah. focused than Dragon Age. Yeah. Um, I usually either romance Garrus or... Or Jack, who is this like bionic like woman with like a shaved head and like tattoos, and she's like mean to you. Oh, so um, that's your shit. That's that's Amanda Bait right there. Yeah, and then there's also an assassin who's like a lizard man, which I was oh. into. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but there it's also locked too. Like there are certain people you can romance if you're playing a male shepherd versus like a female shepherd. Yeah, Inquisition um, is like that. This the 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 character type you play, like if you are an elf, you can romance Solas, but you can't romance him if you're not an elf. And um, I think that's right. More characters carry over between games. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So like Garrus is in all three games. Right. Um, I think uh, Jack shows up in two and three. So there's less variety because a lot of the supporting characters show up multiple times. Um, right. And I think in Mass Effect, there's a lot more like casual encounter scenarios. Yeah. So there's more like trysts and affairs and not long-term romances that span the whole story and influence the outcome. The, and the long-term romances are usually with established characters where I feel like in Dragon Age, each of your party for each game is different. Like, you know, oh. Alistair is like king, right? In the second one, but he's not a romance option. Um, so you get completely new characters to romance with each Dragon Age game. Whereas there's right. more overlap in terms of like the romanceable characters in Mass Effect. Right. We will be right back with more about video games and all of the romance. But first, I have one thing to tell you about. This episode was made possible by Wilbur, my feline sound engineer, and by Pretty Litter. Everything I do for Wilbur is rooted in love, even when he is testing my patience. I always want what's best for him. For example, love is using one of the two hands that I need for work to pet the cat on demand. Love is attending to his desire for snacky treats and rubbing his back whenever he asks, even if he's hitting me. Love is also keeping tabs on his health because nothing is more important than his health and well-being, and that is why I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is the best cat litter for your cat. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illnesses, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are notoriously stoic when they're uncomfortable, and I have had the experience of not knowing something was wrong until it was very expensive and scary. Knowing how Wilbur's doing at a glance is very reassuring. Litter box cleanup is easier with Pretty Litter, too. Its ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly and last up to a month. Plus, Pretty Litter is safer for your cat and the whole household. Many conventional litters can aggravate allergies and asthma, but Pretty Litter's super light crystal base minimizes mess and dust. And Pretty Litter arrives safely at my door in a small lightweight bag. Shipping is free and I never have to worry about storing a bulky container or carrying that 40 pound bag up the steps. Love is putting your cat's health first with Pretty Litter. Do what I did and make the switch today by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code TRASHY for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com promo code TRASHY for 20% off. prettylitter.com promo code TRASHY. And now, back to my conversation with Amanda, all about romance in video games. What about Dream Daddy? Because that's just <laughs> about romance. Okay, so my biggest problem with Dream Daddy is, as a romance reader, not all of the options have a happy ending. Uh, there are certain options where there is no romantic HEA. Ooh. So, and I think the one that I really liked, the sad, sad man. Um, I, <laughs> who, is the, who is the surly mopey one? Um, the sad man who has like, I think like a drinking problem. Um, last I checked, unless they like patched something in um, <laughs> Dream Daddy characters. I don't think he had like a romantic HEA where you like stayed together. Right. His name was Robert. And he, he had like, he had scruff and like a leather jacket and a, y'all just put him under a box with a, with a propped a up by a stick and a man. He's an aloof widower. Oh yeah. Yep. Amanda um, Bate. <laughs> Getting the Amanda um, trap ready. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. So like last I checked, I didn't think there was like a satisfying romantic happily ever after. And that's mm -hmm. what made me sad about Dream Daddy is like normally with those sort of visual novel games, you have like a bad ending, a good ending and like a maybe a secret ending. Right. right. Um, not the case hmm. here. Um, but like I said, I know, maybe it's changed. I know your cyberpunk was super glitchy. Did you ever finish it with your tits out of your leather jacket? Isn't there a romance in there too? There's yeah, it's similar to where there's different routes. Um, right. I think like maybe if I remember correctly, there's like maybe three or four romance options, and none of them were super. None of them really appealed to me. 
So for you, which video game has the best romance options? Dragon Age. It's, Dragon Age. Dragon Inquisition Age is the best. or all of them? I feel like all of them, though I think I'm partial to the second one. Origins? Uh, no. No, uh, it was Origins the first one. I'm sorry. I might be mixing Dragon those Age up. Game. Uh, watch, watch. It's called Dragon Age 2. (laughs) I think it is called Dragon Age 2. I am so amazing. (laughs) I don't think it had a subtitle. Yeah, no. Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2 in Roman numerals uh, and Dragon Age Inquisition. I think that one, mainly because I really loved, I really loved the Fenris um, romance plot. Um, It was like an elven warrior and he's so tortured one of, of like literally and emotionally tortured of course yeah um and, and i liked because you play as like hawk instead of like right. your own and wow I it's on sale for six dollars and 79 cents i liked it a lot um oh and the complete bundle is eight dollars and 60 cents i'm screwed aren't i yeah oh yeah Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but I think that's, that one is good. my favorite of the franchise. Um, and then I would say Inquisition is second. And then Origins is third. But they're all really good. I think it's really interesting that in terms of my own experience as a romance reader and this one area in which I'm indecisive, maybe the root of my indecision is that I want to watch all of the romances happening around me yeah, and not make choices that then diminish the chance of romance for someone else. Yeah. Right? Like I want everyone else who can pair up to You pair don't want to make anyone else feel bad. Exactly. I don't want to watch anyone else feel bad. And I want to watch all their cutscenes yeah. that aren't influenced by whatever doofy thing I said. Like I realized in, in Inquisition that a decision that I had made in like the first couple of days influenced a conversation I had 30 levels later. And I felt awful because I had clearly chosen the wrong thing. And that was not like, it was not the outcome that I wanted. And I'm like, well, can't change it now. One of the worst feelings is when you pick a wrong decision or you do something like on accident or whatever, yeah. going through a storyline and you're like, fuck, this changes the entire game and it's not what I want. And I'm yep. screwed now. I yep. just have to start over. Yep. And and I did that recently. I screwed up a, a quest and instead of saving in stages, I had accidentally overwritten yeah. Oh. So I had no, unless Ooh. I wanted to go back like three days worth of play. There's something like where your stomach j- just drops when you oh, realize yeah. what you've done. The thing is like, if you want romance in games, I know there's like a ton of like visual novels, right? But I want something me. that's more interactive. Like I want to yeah. run around and like do things instead of like going through just lots of dialogue, which is, yeah. And <sighs> there's like four poses per character. Yeah, it's like mm. I'm like, oh, you have your head, your chin is <laughs> yeah. on your shoulder. Oh, your arm is behind your head. Oh, you are being coy because your hand is under your chin. And I get kind of visually bored. Yeah, like I I can only play a visual novel for so long before I'm yes. like, ugh, I need something like more interactive. It's like reading subtitles. I have a limit to how much I can ingest that way. I've backed a few recently, a few like um, Stardew Valley-esque games on Kickstarter that I'm like super excited for. So like I was playing, was it my time in Portia or Portia or whatever mm-hmm. it is, which is very Stardew Valley-esque, but it's more 3D. And they have a, a sequel coming out called My Time at Sandrock. So it's kind of the similar game, but set in a different uh, environment that I'm like super excited for. And it's more like farming and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, I just want more of those games i feel like i've kind of exhausted all of the options and i don't know there's so many there's only so many times that you can play dragon age i feel like yeah if i restart a game i will get to a level that i will remember as being just endless like the one in the desert like oh god i gotta run around the sand again oh fuck and there's another (laughs) fucking rift and there's some demons can i just walk around and smooch you're just like i just want to get to the good parts right give me some smoochy cutscenes. and it's weird because if it's all smoochy cutscenes, that's not quite enough there needs to be some kind of tension i just don't need it to be all killing things like with you and like what you said with 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 mass effect it's a lot of battle. The whole point of the game battle. is to be in a battle. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's not for me. I'll watch the cutscenes on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Age has such, is such like a popular franchise. And I just don't understand why more games aren't like that. 
Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why it's so incredibly unique. And I will say, even though you are limited to playing as Geralt, the storyline of Witcher three is really complicated and there's a lot of nuance. It's just that the major romance elements are very limited. Yeah. And it, how, and it's weird how you feel about these characters depends on how you, a lot of ways, how you were introduced to them. If you met Triss and Witcher two, then your impression of her might be different because Jennifer isn't really a character in that game until the end, but she's in the book. So if you're reading the books, it's a completely different thing. It's interesting. The choices that people will make inside Witcher three, based on how they learned about the, the two main choices. And then there's a third person that you can have sex with. And she like lays out a whole picnic in a swamp. Okay. And I'm like, girl, bug bites. Ew. Get a mosquito I mean, I guess she's, a, she's a sorcerer, so she can keep them away. I mean, oh, that's although, I will say, big spoiler though, big spoiler. Did I tell you about the sex on the horse? Yes, I know about the sex on the horse. Well, there's sex on a horse. Yeah. Jennifer has a stuffed unicorn, and yeah. if you have a cutscene with her, they do it on the stuffed unicorn. Yeah. Why I did not? not know. I did not know when this was about to happen. Surprise. And Adam is playing trivia mm-hmm. online uh, by, by way of Zoom. He's with his bar trivia team doing an online trivia. And all of a sudden he hears me go, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, horse. Oh my God. On the horse. And there's like silence. And like, he's like, we're all wondering what just happened. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't even tell you. I don't know them well enough to tell them about what just happened on my screen. And when I had sex with the, not me, but Gerald, I had sex with the whiz, with the witch by the swamp. I was streaming at the time and I hadn't clicked explicit. And all of a sudden there were CGI boobs. And I was like, whoa, whoa, boobs. I'm sorry, everybody. I did not expect there to be breasts. I mean, everyone's <laughs> shirt boobs. is low cut enough on that, sh- on that game. I, I mean, it was bound to happen at some point. Someone would need to animate a nipple, but I was not expecting nipples. That's well, like in Morrigan in like Dragon Age, she's got like that deep V shirt. I was like, how does that stay? And you've got like boob tape? Which which, which is boob tape? Boob magic? Swamp boob tape. Swamp boob tape. And the people who successfully cosplay that and get the drape of the cowl neck. I can't. With the size of my chest, I could never. (laughs) I would need like gaffer's tape, just like holding (laughs) everything up. I would need many yards of drapery fabric. I could not. It would not. be a lot. It God would be a bless them, though. I couldn't. So you sent me this TikTok. I did. <laughs> it's amazing. Three large. Yeah. All right. So then, yeah, Brian, we'll post it, but it's The like four this. types of husband. Which one yours? Watch it, too, and, and, and find it. Supportive. Yummy. Very large. And, and Brian. <laughs> So, it's like the four like male romance options in Dragon so Age. Kirk Wall is supportive. He's mopey. He's mopey. And he's got reason to be mopey. He did some shitty things. Yeah. Dorian <laughs> is charming. And delicious. Yummy. yummy. Dorian is yummy. Yeah. Oh, he's so yummy. And even if you are not uh, his his preference, okay. if yeah. you are if you are a dwarf or you're female, I don't I think wait does if you're a male dwarf will he get with you i can't remember i don't think so but even if you are not a romanceable option for dorian your role in his story is just wonderful and he's He's, just like he's got some good like background dialogue right like he's very snarky i love him and vivian in a party together (gasps) they just snark at each other the entire time and while having two um What's the word I'm looking for? It's not wizard. It's not sorcerer. It's not shaman. There's like magic users. Yeah. Two magicians. Magic. Having two mages. That's what it is. Having two mages in your party is suboptimal because you'll die a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's not necessarily good defensive support. Yeah. The dialogue support Worth it. is Like if you're just adventuring great. around. Yeah. Just wander around the desert and listen to them bitch yeah. at each other. It's great. And then massive. Iron, Iron, Iron Bull is very large, which makes sense. Oh. Do you remember we were talking about TV shows and you said you can sort of tell that sometimes there are some some actors that are having a really good time. You can just tell that Freddie Prince Jr. had a really good time. He's like the biggest <laughs> nerd, right? I and like it. he's been on like oh, panels yeah. about Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and yeah. like you can just tell that he really loved doing the voice acting for Iron Bull. Like he was in heaven 
the dog heard me getting really happy and excited and wanted to see what I was happy and excited <laughs> about and would, and would I give him treats? Can I please have snacky treats? Hello, the lady. <laughs> He's like, she's in a good mood. Yeah, I'm going to give her give me some treats. And then Brian. Which <laughs> Colin. Colin looks like a Brian. Like He totally does. And he's just the right amount of angsty emo, but still competent. See, the thing about Blackwall, Blackwall, right? Yeah. He's Blackwall. The thing about him is, because here's the problem. There's Blackwall and then there's Kirkwall, and I get them mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Blackwall, he has reason to feel bad. Yeah. And he should feel bad. And And as a result of knowing what his backstory is, I don't want to bone him. No. But I understand that the that the romance scenes are very schmoopy. He's he's also a little too grizzled for me. Like he's beard. too grizzled. Yeah, like he's too got much the beard? Bu- bushy beard. Yeah, I think the beard is a little too much for me. Mm. Um, of the characters, you can't like you can romance Cassandra. You can romance. I think you can romance Liliana, though it's tricky. You can't romance Julie uh, uh, Montelier. No. The, the diplomat. What is her Josephine. name? Josephine. I was about to call her Jacqueline. Everyone's just going to yell at me in the comments because I can't remember names. I'm sorry. No, you can romance Josephine. Wait, you can? Yeah. Wait, I, I'm i going to start a new game. Josephine can be romanced by a male or female inquisitor of any race. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I did not yeah. know. Yep, yep, yep. And then, like, there's other romance options in, like, the DLC, right? The Trespasser DLC. Yes, Um, there are Trespassers. But if, I think there's a way that Blackwall and Josephine start flirting. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know what? If any character would be able to understand him and the hard, terrible choices that he had made, I think it would be Josephine. Yeah, but I think Josephine is romanceable. All right, I'm gonna have to restart and romance the <laughs> romance the park. Oh, I love it! There are romance specific side quests. Oh, yeah. I never know this. Oh, a yeah. whole new world has opened up to me. I woke up today thinking about this about Dragon Age. Ta- yeah, about this topic and about Dragon Age and playing it again, the second one. Yeah, I would just go Fenris again. I just no one can beat Fenris. It just, I am still playing through Origins as a dude so that I can romance Morgan. Although, have you romanced Alistair? Yeah, that's who I didn't uh, romance in the first one when I first played through it, is Alistair. Yeah, I still want to romance Morgan. I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, she's like Vivienne. She's just smoking. Yeah, that's she's incredible. hot. She's super hot. And often the... The romanceable characters that have really interesting stories have really interesting romance dialogue. Yes. And I loved an angsty dialogue, which is probably why I go for that. I never would have guessed. Shocker, yeah. Shocking. (laughs) Though I love the whole, like, we can't be together because I'm sad all the time. Like, (laughs) that's usually how it goes. And I'm like, no, my, my love will heal your sadness. Really? That's usually how it goes. That's usually what I prefer. <laughs> I nope. I misremembered. I beg your pardon. I misremembered because I am not a male inquisitor. I can't romance Cassandra. Cassandra yeah. will only romance him, and she's just awesome. Please, I just want the next Dragon Age so much, or just something similar. I just need something to fill the void, and I feel like I haven't found anything yet, or nothing comes close. If you were going to create the ideal game, like creating the ideal takeout meal, like the ideal yeah. fast food meal where yeah. you have the fries from this place and the chicken from that place. Yeah. What elements of your favorite games would you combine? So I think I prefer a fantasy setting. Yeah. Um, so I would a little do- bit of magic over space. Yeah. Magic over space. Although space is horny. I've heard. Space is very horny. But in terms of like playing video games i prefer like i'm not big on like shooters anymore or like guns um like i used to play like halo and like first person shooters a lot but like those don't really appeal to me anymore right i like being like a range to like either magic or like an archer or something like that 
Let's see. I like a party focus. So like Dragon Age over like Skyrim where you have to have like a, a group that goes on adventures together. And different characters have different strengths. So yes. like I said, if you have two mages, you're going to get killed a lot, but the dialogue will be great. Yeah. Um, let's see. I do like, like you do, the balance of non-combat and combat stuff, right? Yeah. Um, like I love puzzle quests. Yeah, you too. Like you have to walk in the right order to do the thing so you don't wake up the giant or whatever. You have yeah. to do things in the right order or figure out the puzzle and it's not super obvious. I love getting that stuff right. And I love a combination of like high stakes and low stakes yeah. like storytelling. Like with Dragon Age, you have like everyone's personal like side quests, but you have also have like this huge overarching thing where like bad shit will happen and destroy the world if yep. if this if this happens i feel like i just described dragon age as what i just described <laughs> yeah yeah it was a lot that's that's most of the elements of dragon age yeah i just think like dragon age aren't perfect games but in terms mm-hmm. of me as a a player like it pretty much hits all of the notes that i like in a game and i just want more of that style I agree. For me, combat is fine. I understand that's where a lot of the conflict comes in, but I'm not that impressed with combat mechanics. I'm much more interested in a character-driven story and in the intricacies of the different characters affecting the story that I am in. Because like I've talked about, when my brain is tired and I don't quite have enough cognitive energy to read, the video game has created part of the story. I just have to choose the pieces and then I get to watch it happen and wander around different places. One thing Witcher 3 does so well, especially with a, a mod that I've installed that turns up the resolution, it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's there are some really gorgeous. Not just the banging on the unicorn. I mean the landscapes <laughs> are beautiful. That yeah, I feel like Dragon really Age does have some like really beautiful oh, zones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean I even like Skyhold. Once you get to Skyhold, <laughs> running around Skyhold's fun. I like the, where you first meet Vivian, kind of like the ritzy, magical city where everyone's like wearing masks. Orle. Yes. I was That's a vibe. In, I was in France. I was on a tour of Alsace drinking wine because obvs. And we stopped <laughs> in a medieval town on the day that they were having some sort of parade and festival. And it was like being in Orle. Everyone was dressed up wearing masks and I was completely freaked out. I was like, I'm in dragon age right now no one understands what that means except me but i'm in orlay right now holy shit (laughs) yeah i just i want more games it doesn't even have to be the next dragon age i just want more games like dragon age where it's like fantasy rpg with you know really good like character focused quests and dialogue and you know like smooching i also understand like that probably takes a lot of time and effort yeah. to make. But. And I want I want developers and programmers to have good sleep, good sleep and good work-life balance and a healthy work yeah. environment. I, I would prefer to know that the game that I'm enjoying was not produced by harming other people to make it happen. And maybe like there's stuff coming out. Like I try to stay on top of video game releases, but maybe there mm-hmm. are games similar to that coming out that I just don't know about. And if so, please tell Amanda. me. Yeah, you can tell me how I'm wrong about all the character names, too. I understand that I'm not yeah. going to remember these correctly. Uh, yeah, after Cyberpunk, which was such a disappointment. Um, that I don't was know, that like glitch the, was incredible. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> that's the only thing I could have thought of that was like recent-ish that had like RPG elements and like romance mm-hmm. elements. But man. Was it a bummer? Yeah, I like I know they were offering refunds, but I decided not to get a refund. And I know like patches and fixes right. come out or whatever um but yeah it was a bummer. I, don't wanna, I feel like it's a hazard having your tits out in the middle of a gunfight so i mean i guess i mean i'm not speaking <laughs> from experience i'm just assuming you brought your tits to a gunfight <laughs> never never bring a tit to a gunfight <laughs> i have one last question for you yeah what about world of warcraft because you're still playing right you're super still, into yes. it yes super into it so for all you nerds out there um with warcraft there's like an expansion right and it's like the new storyline and then within that expansion is like patches of like right. new content right well everyone was pissed because 
pretty much there hasn't been any new content for months and we've all been bored but the new patch came out last tuesday Uh uh-huh so there's new there's a new zone and just in time for air conditioning season and uh today so there's maintenance every tuesday for world of warcraft Today, the new raid comes <laughs> it's out. like new book release and maintenance day and on the same day. <laughs> a new dungeon comes out and a new raid comes out. And oh, so my, my guild and I were doing the new raid on Thursday, which I'm very excited about. Um, and then I'll probably do the new dungeon content with some of my other guild members today. And for anyone curious, I play a, a restoration shaman. So I'm a healer and her name is Judy Dench and she's great. Yeah. And how is Judy doing? <laughs> Judy's doing wonderful. Yay! I also, I love naming my characters. Like I have a warlock named Panini. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is his last name betwixt the butt cheeks? No, we can't do last names. So <laughs> well, she's that's a just, problem. Panini. And then I, I have a hunter who like, she's a void elf. So you can make her purple if you want. <laughs> and... I've named her Crunchberry because she As looks like a Captain Crunch. Crunchberry. Can you in- instigate romances in World of Warcraft? No, unless you want to start cybering with another player. So there aren't any NPCs that you can just sort of gather around no, in romance. No, they just give you quests and that's uh, it. There's nothing like that. No it's smooching more- for fill- fulfilling the quest? There's no smooching? No. Well, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. There's one quest where you have to help out this like weird like fairy group of people and they need to get this egg away from this giant bird. As you do. So they turn you into a giant bird to flirt <laughs> to flirt with the other giant bird. So you're going to walk up to this bird and be like, hey, baby, how you doing? Yeah, to get it to like <laughs> leave the egg alone. So essentially you they turn you into a bird so you can court another bird. <laughs> 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 no world of warcraft is mostly like social interactions but i'm still playing it it's still very fun awesome um, and i love i love my character judy she's great and that brings us to the end of this week's episode thank you to amanda for hanging out with me and having the idea to talk about this in the first place that was super fun thank you to garlic knitter for transcribing this episode and thank you for listening it is awesome that you hang out with me each week and i'm honored to be a guest in your eardrums, which sounds really skeevy, but I totally mean it. I mean, audio is pretty intimate and I really appreciate that you listen each week. As always, I end with a terrible joke. This one's really bad. I love it so much. What do you call a computer that sings? What do you call a computer that sings? Adele. Adele. (laughs) I love it so much. I hope you tell many, many people and that they all groan. (laughs) Adele. (laughs) Thank you to Kix1991 for that joke. It still makes me chortle. I want to give you a special heads up about next week's episode. My guests will be the hosts of the podcast, Womance, and we are going to be talking about a brand new book that comes out on the 27th. It is out so you can read it if you want to and listen to this episode. It would be nifty if you did. We are going to be talking about Awakened by the CEO's Kiss by Therese Bahari. So if you want to read ahead and join us in the conversation, we would love to hear your thoughts about this book. Our episode will be out next week on August 6th. And on behalf of everyone here, including Wilbur, have a wonderful weekend. We will see you back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find outstanding podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.